Welcome to the Wine Social. I'm Guggen. I'm Sabbe. And I'm Tarni. So we thought we would tell you a little bit about ourselves. So to make it more interesting, it would be better for me and Tharni to describe Guggen because we know that if she <laughs> describes herself, she's probably going to lie. <laughs> so we like to refer to Guggen as the hippie grandma of the family. So she's into all of this like outdoorsy stuff, doing yoga, going on hikes, nature walks. And then she's also into like really weird things like grandma looking clothes and like scarves. And she got this... Uh, she got this chair recently from Ikea. And if you can imagine what a grandma's like sitting chair or a reading chair would look like, that's exactly the chair that she got. I'm sitting in the chair right now <laughs> as we're recording this. I'm in my grandma chair. If you go shopping with her, the knits, crocheted stairs, um, the little embroidery things, they all attract her. And the funniest thing was like once me and Guggen were at uh, Urban Behavior. I don't know who, who remembers that store still. <laughs> They've all shut down. But anyways, we were there and um, she was looking at at this really, really grandma sweater. I can't even remember what it looks like anymore. But anyways, she's like, Darnie, isn't this so nice? I swear to God, a grandma, like a 90 year old grandma walking with a cane, walks up right beside us and says, hey dear that is such a gorgeous sweater and Doug is like I told you I'm like yo this just proves my point like you are the grandmaest person ever that's so okay. funny oh that is true I will admit I am <laughs> outdoorsy and I'm sitting in my grandma chair right now yeah all right next let's describe Sabe Sabe is the ultimate CF as, as we like to call it CF stands for control freak and clean freak <laughs> she literally eats cheetos with chopsticks just to not get her hands dirty you guys it's so much it's so much better like why would you want to have nasty like cheeto like bits all over your hands when you can literally just use chopsticks <laughs> i think it's i think it's a great idea like, fully every time we go out she's the one taking care of us oh yeah to drink making sure we're fed and making sure we have a bag to throw up in, even though she's probably in the bathroom throwing up herself. <laughs> yeah, that's, they call me the mom. Definitely the mom. <laughs> that reminds me of this time when I was really drunk downtown Toronto. We went to that McDonald's everybody goes to after. Yeah, bars. the one that's always packed. Yeah, I remember like, I don't remember much, but from what you told me, I had like the my McChicken was falling down. Oh my God. My I remember that. I think I actually have pictures because I was like, this is so ridiculous. I need a picture. She was eating. Oh, my God. She, you were eating a, a McChicken. You were, wait, you were whining, like, for the longest time that you wanted it. I finally give it to you. And she's sitting there, like, so happily eating this McChicken, looking at me smiling. And I'm just staring at her because all I see is mayo all over her laps, all over her face, all over her head. Oh, and I was like, oh, my God. I couldn't even say anything because I'm like, she's just too happy with her McChicken right now. But when she was done, I was like, look at yourself. I had to clean her up. I remember that. <laughs> but you know what's funny? And- Tharni. We call Tharni two-shot Tharni. She's the one that's usually... <laughs> And you know what? Darnie wasn't that drunk that night. She was there and she was willing, she was able to order her own food. So I know she wasn't as drunk as you. But yeah, we called Darnie two shot Darnie because literally it takes two shots for her to be wasted. And by two shots, I mean like two shots of wine. Like it's not even like hard liquor. <laughs> yeah, two shots of hard liquor. And Darnie's like, 
Thirty passed out in a corner somewhere, <laughs> wearing a dress that matches the rug. Honestly, I don't think I think it's a good good problem to have. I agree. It's an awesome. It's a it's an inexpensive way to get drunk every yeah. time you go out, and low calories too. You don't gotta drink a whole bottle of wine to feel something, right? Like that's true. I never thought about that. Yeah. I think COVID has changed a lot of things and um, how much alcohol we can handle, anyways. Yeah, our tolerance yeah. went down. <laughs> I think, and that's also kind of how we decided to do the podcast too, right? Because it was COVID and I'm sure like a lot of you guys, we went through different stages of like, you know, like at first we're like, oh, this is so great. You have all this time at home. You start off like you're working out every morning, waking up early. You're like, I, you know, I don't have to drive to work anymore. I have all this extra time on my hands. And now basically I'm in my pajamas all day. Like that's how it's progressed through COVID. <laughs> so I feel like that's when people buy workout equipment and never use it. That's that's, that's so funny. I'm staring at my um spin bike right now, but I, I actually did use it today. So, but it just mostly sits there. Did I tell you guys about my treadmill that starts to go backwards a little bit? Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Wait, what happened Please with that? Up. So I just bought it off Kijiji. It was like 200 bucks. It's the cheapest one I could find, and it looked like it was in pretty good condition. I even tested it at the lady's house before I gave her the money. But then when I brought it home and started using it, every so often, it kind of just like stalls a little bit and goes slightly like the opposite direction. And then it keeps going. Like, maybe that's like, that maybe that's built really in. Dangerous, <laughs> maybe, no, maybe it's like a safety mechanism where it's like just making sure that you're still awake, like you're still doing it. Like, are you still there? <laughs> it happens it's like, like way too often though. Like, <laughs> it's like Netflix. You know how it goes? Like, are you still watching the show? But it's like, are you still working out? Because it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> let's change things up a bit yeah my only work around around it is just to increase the speed because then i don't notice it as much knowing you i thought you were gonna i thought you were gonna say your workaround is to just every so often turn around and start walking the other way (laughs) (laughs) i can see you doing that no if it it happened for like 30 seconds like if i had enough time to do that i probably would but it's it's really quick i feel like if guggen did try that she would have called us on facetime one day with a bump on her head (laughs) by the way that's happened that's another story for another time (laughs) but yeah i feel like because of covid like that's why we ended up starting this podcast because we were bored and we did so like we tried so many different things like i i know like i tried like painting which was fun but then you get bored and you start the new thing and like then there's like puzzles and board games but we we thought we would start a book club like that's how this basically all started we literally have only yeah. gone to one book so far <laughs> we thought we were gonna you know become these big furakus and we, this initial <laughs> this, this podcast yeah i don't know she furakus, said that word like, before too i don't know what furaku means <laughs> it means you're studious Oh, yeah, this is the word that I had never heard about. Baraku like, I, I thought she was trying to say pakoras and she just spelt it wrong when she said it the first time. <laughs> We're pakoras becoming Barakus. That's what we are. I literally have never heard that word before, but apparently it means like when you're like a bookworm or studious, right? Like a nerd or something. Yeah, you're a Baraku. Yeah. I've never heard that word before either. And I think I know. Guys, maybe because I'm actually a Baraku, so I was called that. And you guys, you know, I don't know. It just came naturally to us. We didn't have to read. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. But anyway, we thought we were going to start this podcast, uh, you know, read a book a week. Um, We were very ambitious. (laughs) Clearly, that didn't end up happening. We read one book two weeks ago, and now we forgot all about it. Yeah. We're going to still try to talk about it. But um, but yeah, we basically have forgotten most of the story now because it's been a while. And I think and it's we, just gonna, it would just be yeah. hard to read one book a week, too. 
like, I, not even that it'd be hard but i feel like we have so much to talk about that like limiting ourselves to one book because we were we started talking we're like oh we've like been watching the show or like we like had this new meal or tried out this new place or drank a new wine like there's so much to talk about right mm-hmm. so i mean i yeah. think we'll continue doing books as well but we'll mix it up a bit and have a bunch of other uh, topics for discussion right and uh the other common passion we all share is for wine yeah oh actually i yeah i have my glass poured i think you guys do too right yeah so basically the wine we chose this week. actually darn you chose the wine this week <laughs> i think Darnie's choking on her wine. <laughs> oh my god did Darnie choke on her wine i think she is okay yeah Darnie is choking on her wine right now so uh actually we should mention that while we're filming this podcast we are actually um on uh, facetime with each other so we and- can see each other but the podcast is going to be audio only yeah, and Darni is actually choking on her wine. And I love how we're so casual about it instead of saying, like, are you okay? Because like, it's are- normal. Yeah, this happens all the time. <laughs> so anyways, Darni's yeah. the one who chose this wine, but clearly, like, something's wrong with it because she choked on it now and can't. Are you okay? Are you okay to talk about yeah, the wine? <laughs> okay, so. I think, I think it's a two shot Darnie's I think, yeah you know what the actual is. problem is yeah she didn't choke on her wine what happened is she had a sip and now she's drunk and yeah. can no longer function as a human being that's what's actually that's not true <laughs> I had drinks with my co-workers earlier today and this is my second drink well, so after go. this two drinks I'm done. so she had coffee with her co-workers and it was too strong and now she had wine and it's a bad combination <laughs> what she's trying to say that's okay we'll introduce it for you Darnie even though okay, so Darnie picked wow. this wine it's a rosé it's called, so we might be pronouncing this totally wrong. Yeah. But I, I think it's called Cote, Cote or Cote de Rosé. And this one's by Gerard Bertrand. And well, actually, Tharney told us to get it. Um, she told us to go out and find it so we can all taste it together. And I feel like one of the reasons Tharney chose it is because the, the bottle is actually so nice. It's really cute. The bottle is so pretty. Yeah. I would actually keep this bottle, you guys. Like, I actually want to, like, drink water out of this bottle. <laughs> she just wants some bougie so water. Nice. Mm-hmm. And that's really... It comes with a glass cork. How many wines do you know that come with a glass cork? Yeah, Darnie's going to be sitting there on her Zoom meetings acting like she's drinking bougie, bougie water when really it's just her Brampton tap water that she loves <laughs> so much. No, actually, we're really picky about our Brampton water. They really are. Say. Like, If they come over to sleep over, they will bring these huge bottles of water because they can... Contigo. Yeah, Contigo yeah they cannot bottles. survive a night without their Brampton water. Like, they refuse to drink water from my house. <laughs> we just have filtered water at home and, like, we taste the difference, yeah. so... Our, I mean, my water is filtered too, but it's not Brampton filter. That I think that's the problem, right? <laughs> We're used to, like, the Brampton Tarka in our water. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, yeah like, going back to the bottle, it actually—I think it's got rose shape on the bottom, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, if you flip it over without spilling it, yeah, it's actually really pretty. The bottle itself is clear. Um, the rosé is actually like, obviously, like a light pinkish color, but it looks more like a rose gold color. And then it has like a, a sticker near the the length of the bottle that's uh, rose gold as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're gonna be drinking this rosé throughout the podcast, and then wait, why did you laugh? What because you were just going yeah. on and on about the rose color sticker. Oh, I thought you were funny. You know what? Something is very detail oriented and observant. You know what's funny is I thought you were laughing because I said the length of the bottle and I was actually caressing it. And I'm like, can she see? Oh, you can oh. see me. I forgot. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, oh, the length of the bottle. <laughs> 
I totally forgot that you guys can see me. Well, thanks for the lesson, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Today's wine lesson. All right, guys, maybe we should move on and talk about the book now. Okay, so the book that we started our book club with was called The End of Her by Shari Lapena. Kind of a funny story about this. We were trying to remember the, the author's name. <laughs> Who said Shari Mon? I, I can't remember. It was Tharni. <laughs> and you're still pronouncing it Shari. Yeah. Like, why are yeah, you, why are you saying Shari Mon? It just comes up that way, you guys. Shari, like, sh- how, do you, how do you pronounce it properly? Shari Mon? Shari Mon? Shari Mon? Jetty, Shetty. Why is it Shari Mon? You're butchering it right now. You're butchering it too, Guggen. (laughs) His name is Shetty. You guys don't know how to speak Punjabi. (laughs) Okay, Paraku, or whatever you just said. (laughs) Actually, Guggen, you're the only one out of us that can actually read Punjabi. I know, and I don't listen to Punjabi music. I rarely ever do. That's That's so true. You know, I find that's how it is sometimes. Like, so... I love Punjabi music. I can totally understand like every part of the lyrics, but Gagan actually can write and speak Punjabi properly, but she can't understand the music. It's yeah. it's weird. And a lot of people are like that, I feel like. Maybe you develop one skill and you lose the other or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we only have capacity for one part of it. One or the other. Yeah. So yeah, okay. back to the book. Yeah, back to the book. It's kind of hard to remember. Like we kind of read it a few weeks ago. What what did you guys like about it? What was your favorite part of the book? I, I like that. Well, the thing, with, like, the thing with me is I like thrillers and this is a thriller novel. So basically, we don't want to give away the book in case anybody wants to read it. So no spoilers. But it's a thriller about um, a few suburban families mm-hmm. that live in this town. And somehow they're all kind of interconnected. But at the beginning, you don't realize that. So I liked finding out how they were connected because it was always like some weird twist that came into play. And then you were like waiting to read the next episode, sorry, the next chapter to see what (laughs) happened, right? But yeah, I I like that part about it, that there was like a twist uh, after every chapter and you kind of figured out like how everyone was connected. And then obviously like the major things that happened, which we're not going to like, like I said, give away anything. But it was, yeah, but it was interesting to find out like what happened, like who did it, like that kind of stuff. Because it wasn't but you what know, I expected. We literally finished the book in like three days. <laughs> you did. And we're all out here trying to catch up. Yeah. And we're like, Sabi, how are you on chapter 30 right now? Like, we didn't even start chapter one. But I think that's like the CF um, in me. Like, I'm such a control freak. I'm like, I need yeah. to know what happened like right away. Like, I can't wait. <laughs> okay, but you guys, I feel like it got like that near the end. But the beginning, it literally yeah. felt like a parenting novel. The first few chapters, they were all just like, Oh yeah. Oh, this family and they have two twins and this family has one son and he's like a gifted son who's good at soccer and like the twins have colic. That was the thing she kept bringing up over and over again. Yeah, like, we all learned what that yeah. meant. Col- Wait, it's is it called colic or they Oh, they kept saying that this couple has colicky twins. Colicky. Yeah. And we had yeah. To, I'm pretty sure all of us had to google what that meant. Well, actually, my baby in parenting class also had colic back in high school, which I'm not going to disclose how many years ago that was. Darn um, is uh, the youngest one out of I, all of us. I know. I was thinking that too. Regardless, I mean, like, I lost 10% on that assignment because my baby had colic. You know, when so, I had that baby, yeah, my, I, don't, I didn't take care of it properly. I kind of just left it because it was really annoying at nighttime. Right? So I didn't want to really wake is. up. So, like, 
take care of this thing. Oh my god. Oh, and you know what else? I think it was Diwali around that time. So I had to take it to the Gurdwara. Oh my god. <laughs> and then everybody <laughs> thought it was like my brother or something. Oh this my baby. God. People were commenting on the baby. Like, oh, like, you know, baby's so cute. And they would see that it's actually like a doll. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my that god. happened. Oh my god. I would be so embarrassed to do that, Gagan. You actually took it to the Gurdwara? Well, because I was trying to be good about it. But then eventually I gave up and I left so it. So hold like, on. Downstairs. Rewind. So when you were at home, the baby was so annoying that you just left it. But when you had to go to the Gurdwara, you just had to take it with you to be a good mom all of a sudden. Like, <laughs> was it because God was watching? Like, I don't get it. No, you know what I think happened? I think oh the probably the first day I was like really into it. Then I think I had it for a weekend. And then like, as the days went on, I was like, yeah, like, I don't. Okay, I really it. hope no social workers <laughs> listen to this <laughs> So the teacher was like, I think there's like a defect with your baby because it looks like you missed a lot of the swipes. <laughs> but was, I think it was actually just because I wasn't doing it often enough. Oh my God. That is so funny. I didn't know about this. First of all, how do you determine a fake baby has colic? It means they're supposed to be gassy, like you never burped them enough. Oh, really? Oh, so now they really? developed all this gas ingestion like in their... Okay. Esophagus, oh, then why didn't the lady just burp them in the book and give yeah. her half their problems? Because now she hasn't burped them enough to the point where they've developed this. Oh, really? So she fucked up early. Well, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I'm not a parent. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not going to ask Guggen, who just throws the baby to the side. The <laughs> <laughs> At least your baby survived, okay? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Guggen's baby probably... I don't even want to know what it went through, but it probably almost got hit by a firecracker if it went to the Wally movie. Um, yeah, and speaking of firecrackers, while we were reading the book, for some reason, I think it was like every time Guggen finished oh, yeah. a chapter, she would just send firecracker emojis, and we had no idea what it meant. She never explained it, right? She would just send them, and we were like, so like, does that mean you liked it? Like, it, it bombed? Like, it was good? It was Yeah, bad. No, like, it was kind of like sending fire emojis, right? Like, like the chapters were lit. Like, the chapters were on fire. <laughs> Like, I was like, and that was towards the end when, like, shit was getting fucked up. And, like, you know, so many twists and turns. People were getting murdered. And, like, I don't want to give too much away. But, like, you know, there's actually action in the book versus, like, Colicky Twins. So that's when I was just like, like, boom, boom. You know, like, firecracker. firecracker. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit's popping. Don't you have yeah. a millennium okay. term for that, Guggen? Because I know you've been trying to catch up on your millennial uh, terms. And uh, reaching out to our younger cousins to try to help you out with it. So is there a term you could, like, assign to this boom, boom, like, lit? I guess lit. Is lit yeah, millennial? Yeah, I think it's lit. Like, is lit the word? Honestly, lit. What's, what's, like, the newest this, word? This morning she tried to tell me to say holler. Oh, yeah, that's, today, yeah. But that's not, that's old. That's, like, from our time. <laughs> I like, don't know. I, I I'm going to go really holler at the, I mean, we didn't use it, but, I mean. Holla. It was holla. 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 Yeah, I think Therni misspelled something and it looked like Holla. So I was like, are you trying to say Holla? Like, Holla, your girl? Like, <laughs> what do you say? I feel like Therni would be the last one to use, like, slang. Slang. I can't, I can't use slang. I, I sound like really it, it sounds when funny when she, when she uses it. I want her, like, we should get her to say something. Say, um, what's, what is a millennial term that you learned, Guggen, recently? Um, I learned flex. I learned beg. Like, she's being too big. Okay, Tharni, use beg in a sentence. First of all, I've never heard this word. No, Duggan told us about it. It means, yeah. like, when someone's so desperate, right? Yeah, like, you're trying too hard. Like Who did you so learn bad. that from? Bav. It was Bav. So, Bav yeah. is our younger cousin who, like, so she taught Duggan the word beg, which we didn't know what that meant. But apparently, it means, like, somebody who's desperate, right? They are trying too hard. Like, she's so big. Like, stop being so big. Yeah. You can use it like that? I guess so. Cool. 
We'll have to confirm with her on that one. Yeah, we, we might need to cut this out depending on what bag means. <laughs> it makes sense that it means like desperate, yeah. like, oh, like you're begging for attention or yeah. something, right? Okay, I'm going to start using that. <laughs> she's going to be using okay. it every sentence now. Like she's going to be using it with her fiance, like, you're, you're so big right now. <laughs> <laughs> you want to marry me? You're so big. <laughs> you want to be on our podcast? You're so big. <laughs> Okay, back to the book, you guys. What did we learn from this book? Did you, do you think we learned any lessons? Um, I guess somebody had said that they learned don't be a gold digger. And I was like, it wasn't necessarily don't be a gold digger. It was like, don't be a psychotic gold digger. Gold digger. <laughs> right? If you're going to be a gold digger, just don't be crazy. Just be a normal one. Be a normal one, cool. yeah. And then, like, this gold digger, like, started partnering up with people and had a whole, like, web of gold diggers, like, going basically it was like uh what's that guy's name the netflix uh the netflix show see monty uh, where, <laughs> no, where he was a pimp and he started getting like other girls to help get other girls and he had a whole oh web. It was really famous um documentary yeah about... that guy what's his name jeff no was it jeff something jeff Epstein. yes yeah so anyways so he started building this whole web of whatever and i feel like erica boss the girl in the book she did the exact same thing she hired or well she recruited this guy that she met like what five ten years before that and now he's become a gold digger wait did we read the same book i don't remember yeah i don't remember that either that's not what happened what do you mean guys she recruited patrick no together the entire time were you reading the book while you were watching the jeff epstein like chronicles like did you mix it up because that's not what happened no I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what happened it wasn't like a web it was just them two you know what it was just them but i'm pretty sure if something had happened they would have gotten somebody else involved in that that's too, true like one of those smart children or something you know what's funny i just didn't i thought Thirty was reading the wrong book because when we're actually reading this book um Thirty didn't read the last page oh yeah the epilogue so i was like there's no way she knows what's going on in this book like what you're talking about this web of gold diggers the book ended but there was an epilogue that basically had like this little excerpt um it was like a paragraph long that explained what happened to one of the main characters which is what tharney was like waiting to find out so yeah tharney finished or tharney thought she finished the book but didn't actually finish the book so we had to send her back okay. to finish reading it <laughs> in my defense that that and she claims she's a brock like, <laughs> after all that <laughs> I could have just read the epilogue and known exactly what happened. That is not book. true. That's a big fat lie. Yeah. Because you would have read it and been like, who's this? Why did this happen? Why, wait, why is she here? Why did this happen? Because we read the first, because okay. I remember when we read the first, like maybe four chapters, you were already so lost. Okay. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I think oh, that was Guggen. Oh, yeah. Guggen didn't know which kid belonged to which family Guggen was just obsessed with the parenting part of this book which it's not a parenting book at all but in Guggen's mind it was so she really needed to know like which kid belonged with which parents what city they were living in who they were related to and she had to go back and read it again to understand it because she, she was had lost diagram. I, yeah, I was gonna she make a, a diagram. diagram going yeah I, I thought it was a whole higher I thought it was gonna be important like later on in the book I, think, I honestly think there is per- potential for this book to have a sequel because I have no idea who <laughs> did what at the end. I think Brodaku like, needs to go back and read the book again. <laughs> yeah, but like if you guys were to rate this book, like let's say out of a five, what would you rate it? I would honestly say maybe a three. Like it was good, but it wasn't 
the ending, like, uh, sorry, the beginning, like Guggen said, was very slow. Mm-hmm. The build up to the to the interesting parts was very slow. So it you had to get through a majority of the book before it got to okay, I have to read this every night to know what happened, mm-hmm. right? So that happened to me near the very like maybe like five ish chapters at the end. Yeah, I think I feel like I enjoyed it like from the beginning a little bit more than you did. But so I think I I would give it like a three point five or a four. I'd give it a three as well. Like I liked it, but it wasn't like a book yeah. that I'm gonna go recommend to a lot of people. Just kind yeah. of for the same reasons. Mm-hmm. It was slow, and I'd yeah. need a closure at the end. So that's our self-proclaimed uh, book club rating. <laughs> if you guys want to read it, I think our rating averages out to what three, three, three out of five, three point two five. To be exact. Strikes again. There's, there was this new show on uh, Netflix, right, um, called Bollywood Wives. So they basically kind of copied the concept of uh, Real Housewives, which I love. Like, it's kind of like my guilty pleasure. I love yeah. these, like, like, all these wives I shows. literally... Like, every time we ask her, what are you watching? I'm watching this wives Yeah, show. and, like, Real Wives have... of New York, Real Wives <laughs> of LA, Real Wives of Atlanta. Like, you know all of them. Real... This is literally Real Wives of Yeah, India. no, I literally watch <laughs> all of them because they have so many different chains of, like, those real housewives. And, like, they have, like, the original ones, which are, like, the OC and New York, Atlanta, and all those. But now they also have these ones in other countries. So... Recently, I also watched um, The Real Housewives of South Africa. Oh, my God. Yeah. It wasn't as good as, like, the American ones. But it was still, like, I still watched it. And like I said, it is a guilty pleasure because when you watch it, you're like, okay, a lot of it seems so fake. And, like, they're so, like, there's nothing, there's no depth to these people most of the time. <laughs> right? Yeah. But it's still entertaining. Yeah. Okay. So, when it was, so when we found out about Real, like, Housewives of Bollywood, like, that sounded interesting to watch. So it's not called Real Oh, sorry. <laughs> What's it called? First of all. What's it called? The... Bollywood wives? Bollywood, Bollywood wives. wives. <laughs> <laughs> but it should be called that. But I, I don't know. I didn't I don't know how I felt about the show, but um I think Guggen has uh, her own opinion. Yeah, it, so. guys, I could not get into it. I just couldn't. <laughs> you guys kept like talking so we, about it. So the first me and something yeah. were on one end of the spectrum where we didn't like the show. It was pretty cringe. But we couldn't stop watching it. And we wa- literally finished it in a day or two. And Guggen was on the other end where she's like, guys, I don't know how the fuck you watch this. Like, I cannot get past the second episode. The first yeah. episode, I gave it a real shot. I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit here and try to watch this because you guys keep talking about it. And, like, I think I had to break that down to, like, three different watching, like, sittings, too. Watching, I was going to say. Three different oh, really? Times. Yeah. <laughs> and the second episode, I think it was, like, a Friday night. I was making cookies. And I just had it on the background. So I was still trying to give the show a shot. And, like, so I wasn't pay- fully paying attention. But I could just hear arguing and stupidness. And, like, I just, like, got so annoyed. Okay, don't blame that on your cookies. Like, <laughs> we saw the cookies. Okay? Don't okay. blame the show. <laughs> but, like, if the cookies gave me, like, the sh- I mean, the show gave me, like, annoying energy. And I put that annoying energy into the cookies. And the cookies ended up, like, really messed up. This is all about That's her... excuse for being a bad picture. And this is all about her, like, Guggen's holistic view of the world and, like, how everything's connected. Okay. The- the bad annoying energy of the show got into her cookies and that's why they became hard as rocks and she couldn't eat them <laughs> okay i think it might also have been oh i put baking God. soda instead of baking powder <laughs> i don't think it was enough butter either but <laughs> i think the show but let's just blame the show let's blame let's blame the housewives all the way in 
where are they? Are they in Bombay or Delhi? Mumbai. 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 Let's blame the housewives in Mumbai for your hard cookies in Brampton, Ontario, Canada. That makes sense. Okay, you guys, you know what the last draw for me was? Like, so these wives that like they're all finally in the same town and they want to go go for lunch and meet up, and they decide to go to a, like a seafood restaurant and they want to go there for lobster, and one of the girls really doesn't like lobster. So I like I felt so bad. Like, why is she being forced to go to this restaurant and eat lobster? Like the restaurant couldn't even like serve her something else. Like they had no chicken or nothing normal for her to eat. And like, so did she end up? It's Mumbai. A majority of the population is friggin' vegetarian, so you should have those options. But who knows? But did she end up eating it? It's Karanjo. I didn't watch it properly, like I was saying. But I, I remember seeing lobster on the table. But I don't think anybody was eating it. Yeah, I didn't see anybody eating it. But the thing is, so me and Tharni like yes we did watch it but at the same time like Darnie said we hated that we were watching it like it was one of those things like I called it like a car crash where it's like okay it's bad you don't want to look but you still slow down to see what happened that's kind of what happened to me and Darnie because we like she said we binged it in like I think two or three days and finished the whole season I'm embarrassed that I watched it but if season two came out I would watch it as well <laughs> I would too. and probably not tell anybody I... And yeah. I didn't at the beginning I didn't even realize it was produced or directed by uh, Karen Johar so he's basically like the Andy Cohen equivalent of the mm-hmm. Bollywood world. Because, like, Andy Cohen mm-hmm. is the one who produces uh, all the Real Housewives franchise shows, right? So I feel like he played that role. And it was definitely cringe. And especially, like, I think we talked about at the end how um, Shah Rukh Khan and his wife Gauri come onto the show. And, like, all the housewives that are on the show, it seems like they're just literally sucking up to them. Like, they they're can do no wrong. They honestly, they, the whole episode could have been them kissing his ass, <laughs> and it wouldn't have been any different. Like literally, Shah Rukh Khan's like bare boned ass on screen, and them just like fucking <laughs> doing it the hell out of it. <laughs> that was it. And the you other, know, and I'm sorry, I was gonna say, I thought they were gonna show like a more lavish lifestyle. Like in yeah. the preview, you see yeah. the Royals Royces and like all the, you know all this fancy stuff. So I thought we we're gonna see more of that, but yeah, they were pretty ordinary. They didn't- they weren't even used to sitting in a Rolls Royce. It's like, I don't want to see you then. You're just like me. I want to see <laughs> I want to see somebody who's like, oh yeah, well, like I got a Rolls Royce. Why didn't I get like, I don't know. What's yeah, the they should have, Royce? they should have like a Bentley. Yeah, <laughs> they should have the Real Houses of Dubai. Like I would definitely watch that. Oh, that would yeah. be good. Their vacation was nice though. It kind of made me miss yeah, vacation. That was, that was nice. I liked it. Yeah. And like when they went into those things, what were they called? It was like these dune buggies, but they had like um, hot air balloon kind of things or like parachutes stuck to them. So they were oh, flying. Cool. It wasn't parasailing. It was something. It was like the, the, they were like dune buggies, like what they were sitting in. But then they went into the sky, like they flew around. That looked like a lot of fun. But also it was scary because that one girl, hers kind of like broke down like before it even took off. Like if I saw that, <laughs> oh, yeah. Duggan saw that. Oh my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> like me. Do you guys remember uh, Neil Lund's husband and how he used to like dramatically disappear from like every event they yeah, went? Yeah, that was really weird. Like, I feel like maybe he's just a homebody, but just the way like she would react to it. But guys, how can you be an actor and be a homebody? Like, you're signing up for social media cameras, paparazzi. It was events she was being invited to as like with her group of friends, and he was kind of like okay, her plus one, so he felt like it was okay for him to leave whenever he wanted. But it just got really awkward when he would leave, and then. You could tell she was trying to make it seem like all okay for the camera, but she wasn't actually okay yeah. with it. And she started crying. She cried like maybe five times. Yeah, she cried a show. lot. And she even literally cried in every episode. Even the other lady's husband, um, Mahib's husband, uh, what's his name? He's Anil Kapoor's uh, brother, right? Yeah. yeah. That guy, 
Okay, so literally, them two, every sentence that they're speaking to one another, you hear the F-bomb, like, dropped after every other word, okay? That's fine with them. But that moment at the dinner table when somebody mentioned the word MILF, he felt so disrespected. He acted like it was the end of the world. Oh, so that how, guy. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. He was like, he just couldn't talk about it. Like, it was so inappropriate. And then right after that, Neelam's husband left dinner. Yeah. Then he, that was his cue to leave. <laughs> he's like this guy can't handle the word milf but like his like fucking wife says fuck all the time yeah but like i feel like <laughs> what's wrong with the word milf like i don't think it's a i don't know i don't i don't find it offensive somebody, i want to be a milf yeah i was gonna say somebody <laughs> wants to be called a milf like, don't you yeah i would too <laughs> yeah 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 this but. show is definitely cringe especially mahib like annoyed me a lot because she like i said would just say the f word between every other word and i think she was doing it to kind of sound cool like in a way, it was weird. They were trying to really cater to an audience that was more like their kids. And I honestly feel like one of their kids was probably sitting back there directing the whole show. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. They were trying to cater to the whole, like, you know, millennial audience. Yeah, I would not um, be surprised. But it was so weird how, like, every time Garn Joher would make this, like, surprise appearance, they got so scared of sitting with him and, like, getting interviewed by yeah it wasn't even a dinner it was a freaking interview or interrogation yeah it was was weird that was the one episode that i i watched like the one with the lobster restaurant he was there and he basically came and like start up start up shit he was like the erica of the show he was a shit disturber yeah yeah oh my god i was like who's erica from the book (laughs) erica's from the book okay same kind of thing he just came and like blew shut up and then like would leave and then they'd be fighting yeah obviously that's a part of the show like he's producing it he wants good ratings so he's gonna come and start shit and like start drama between the different um cast members so i feel like he did that on purpose right because he he's the one who instigated that fight at that lobster restaurant between the two of them right basically making them seem like they're not like good friends or whatever it wasn't entertaining drama like I, you know, sometimes you watch yeah. a show, the drama is actually entertaining. This was just like too forced, too like it was too fake. Yeah, I think I think the, the reason, drama wasn't real. yeah, I feel like the reason me and Tharni probably watched it is because like because we're like we grew up watching Bollywood movies and like we knew these actors. I think it was kind of just like a glimpse into their life, even if it wasn't real, it was scripted. Whereas I think Gug is not as into Bollywood, right? So I feel like I, you didn't I care as much. Neelam. Neelam and Hamsatsa yeah. was like Hamsatsa was my favorite. She was really good. I liked her, and like mm-hmm. then she just kind of disappeared. She was so dramatic. Well, I guess Bollywood is going to be dramatic, but I just remember her being all like so sad that her brother yeah. and her live together under one roof. That movie was, was so funny. funny. I feel like if we watched it now, we would just die laughing at it. I love. I still love that movie. I don't know. I wouldn't laugh. But have you I watched it recently? Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, I think the last time we tried to watch a movie at your house, Sabe. Therny oh was, God. like, not satisfied with any movie we put on. Like, we changed it. Like- no, everyone had their own opinions. And then we would watch a movie, decide on one after, like, an hour of trying to figure it out. Five minutes in, somebody would be like, oh, no, I don't want to watch this. Let's watch something else. And so we ended up switching, like, ten movies and watching none. <laughs> and by that time, Tharni had had her two shots, so she was asleep. So it didn't matter. <laughs> but, yeah, so, okay, oh, if you were to rate God. the show, like, Guggen, you can rate it on the few episodes you watch. Oh, what would you give God. it out of a five? Out of five, uh, a one out of five for sure. I was going to say two out of ten, but I guess it's, like, one out of five. Yeah, so, out of five. Yeah. Tharni, what about you? Okay, I'm conflicted because, like you said, I would watch season two and not tell anyone. <laughs> so I secretly love it. So I'll tell my public rating. <laughs> my, my, public, my public rating's a two. Liar. But my personal, like, oh my god, season two is on is probably a five. Okay, <laughs> so I'd watch oh, it. Like I definitely watch I'm, it. I'm gonna have to agree with uh, Darnie on this one. 
publicly yeah i'll give it a two privately i would say like a four like yeah i'd be really excited i'm not gonna be sad if there's not a, se- a season two but if there is like i'll definitely watch it i'm not gonna tell guggen about it though yeah no i, I don't even want to talk i don't know what you guys really guggen was about. just pissed off that bobna had to eat lobster yeah that's so yeah. rude <laughs> it ruined my cookies okay the negative energy went into her cookies <laughs> yeah Okay, you guys, I can see that Tharni is on her. I don't know. I hope that's her only her second glass of wine. I feel no, like I think it's third. Third it's your third. Oh, my God. I haven't even got to my second yet. I finished my second. I need my third. So after, okay, since you've had oh, more shit. than just your first glass, because when I, when I first tasted this wine, um, for some reason, it had like a metallic taste to me. I don't know why. Like, you know, when yeah. you brush your teeth and like have like orange juice, it kind of had like that aftertaste to me. But after like now I'm at the end of my glass, it's actually pretty good. Like it's grown on me. Yeah, it's grown, it's grown me on me too. And I feel like um, what happened to me was I never got the chance to go and buy it earlier today and chill it properly. So it wasn't sitting in my fridge. I had to actually put ice and dilute it. Oh. That's probably impacted the taste of mine. So my review is probably not too, too valid right now. <laughs> I just Stop popped it. my bottle open for another glass. So no. mine was chilled. I, I had it sitting in the fridge for the last few days. I, I think, I, I don't know, I like it. I, I would get it again if I was looking for a rosé, but to be honest, I don't normally drink rosé, so it would have to be, like, a special request by somebody or, like, a special, like, a reason that I'm getting a rosé. Otherwise, I stick to uh, white, but for a rosé, I do like it, and if I was going to choose one, I would choose this one, just probably mostly for the bottle, though. Yeah, it's, it's, like it's a little side. bit dry, but it's a little bit lubricating. Like, I didn't, <laughs> lubricating. My, throat did not, my throat didn't feel dry throughout this whole conversation. And Doug, like what about a, you? I feel like okay, it's a little guys, sweet for, for my for liking. Eighteen bucks. It's a great gift if you're trying to get this for somebody. Yeah, it's more expensive than it than it. That's is. true. And I feel like if you're having like a girls get together, like a brunch or something, like this would be a nice thing to bring just because it's aesthetically pleasing. Like just looking at it, it looks pretty. Like it'd be nice for Instagram pictures or whatever. Mm-hmm. I like it for that. Or yeah. even for like bridesmaids, like uh, you, if they had like the smaller bottles, you know how people do like the bridesmaid proposal boxes. I think this oh, would look so cute. Bottles. Yeah, I think this looks so cute if they had the smaller sizes, but I don't know if it comes in a smaller size. Yeah, they make smaller. There's a marketing tip for Cote Yeah, sell these in smaller sizes. The bottle says something else under it, which I also can't pronounce, but it says Cote de Rosé and it says Grenache Syrah Consolat. Consult. That's a bit speak fucking French. Okay, so for the wine, what would you guys rate the wine out of five? The wine is good. I still want to give it a three out of five. Just because, like, maybe, okay, 3.5. It's yeah. good, and the bottle's pretty, but it's not, like, it wouldn't be my go-to. It'd be my once in a while. Probably for a gift, like we were saying. I think it's a nice yeah. presentable bottle. I think if I'm just rating it, like, based on wines, like, I probably agree with you. I'll give it, like, a, a 3.5 out of 5. But if I'm just basing it off rosés, because I'm not, like, I don't have rosé often, if I was going to get a rosé, I would get this one. So I think I'll give it a 4. I think initially it was bad, but then it, it kind of grows on you. So you have to you have to keep drinking it to start liking it, or maybe you're just too drunk and then I, your taste buds. I die think that's and... what it is. I think that's what happened to yeah. me. because it tastes great now. Like it tastes great. Yeah, it tastes, <laughs> it tastes so good now. Yeah. yeah. What would you rate it, Darling? Um, so I would give it a three point five because I'm I'm more of a red wine person. I wouldn't like go to the LCBO yeah. and be like, I want a rosé tonight. I'm feeling like having a rosé. No, I would rather have a red. <laughs> I think this is good if you're new to wine. If you're just, you know, getting introduced. And That's true. Light and yeah. sweet, this is a good option. All right. I guess, I guess all of us would get it again, but not on a regular basis. Yeah. That's the consensus. Yeah. 
overall it's a hit you know what i was thinking we we three of us love wine and we've gone on so many wine tours and tastings but we never really pay attention to like what they're talking about usually i think i think usually what happens the problem is is like we usually start drinking before the wine tour. So by the time we get there, <laughs> we have no idea what we're drinking. It could be apple juice for all we know. Well, you know, yeah, I was just going to say, if we pay attention, we might actually, like, you know, beca- could have become, like, real wine connoisseurs, you know? Like, like talk about the, the palate, yeah, the aftertaste and, like, the aromas of the wine. But, yeah, we, we're, we're... Maybe we'll try to do some research uh, <laughs> before we try our next wine. wine. But probably not. <laughs> Most likely not. Yeah. We're probably just going to drink to get drunk and, and call it a wrap. <laughs> yeah well this was a lot of fun guys i'm glad we got yeah. to share our opinions about the book the tv show the wine and it's just nice to see you guys and spend time with you guys i can't wait till we can do this in person record yeah. in person agreed on that so guys hope you enjoyed the podcast our very first episode be sure to follow us on Instagram at Wine Social Podcast.